0: You know what that sound is, guys? That is Christmas leaving us. The holiday season is passing. James and Bird, are you there? We are here. Did you I hear had, my jingle bells?
1: I thought that was like a weird cat like toy or something.
0: No, it's a door thing that you put on a doorknob with bells on it for the holidays. And we're getting ready to put all up all of our Christmas because Christmas is past us. New Year's is past us. The NFL is almost past us. College football is almost past us. It's uh, getting close to the most wonderful time of the year. The real most wonderful time of the year. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. Conference soups is the greatest time of the year. Uh, March Madness is is heaven,
0: basically. That's an absolute fact. Um today is uh, Friday night we uh, got a Saturday morning pod for all of our bucket heads um, this is something we want to do regularly once these Saturday slates start getting uh, a little more consistent and a little more friendly and when college basketball becomes the main game in town uh, we're very much looking forward to this I look today though um, bird James the slates they, they're not there yet but there is an NFL there's a lot of NFL going on
1: yeah the price pools aren't amazing yet. We saw last year, though, that they got pretty good on the Saturdays once NFL went away, and we get it. NFL's king, and, and that's fine, um, but but our, our time is coming.
0: James, how was your holiday season?
2: Uh, it was really good. I didn't travel this year for a change, and it was, uh, it was quite nice to just relax
0: and be at home, cook some amazing food. And how is everything in ACC country in the college basketball landscape? Uh it's definitely not as exciting as it was
2: last year, I would say. Um, with UNC and Duke being so prominent. Um Duke obviously hogs a lot of the attention around here, but uh UNC found themselves down, NC State's just kinda the same. Um so at uh we're not at we're not at fever pitch yet.
0: All right, and I, I, I'll I'll save you from talking about the Illinois-Michigan State game. Uh, instead, I'll flip to Bird. Um, we got KU on the schedule today, but uh, how you feeling about your Jayhawks at this point heading into Big 12 play?
1: I think we're looking good. I think eventually they'll be uh, – well, they kind of already are an elite defense. I think they're still trying to figure out their rotations a little bit. I think they're probably a, bit, a better offensive team when I, Isaiah Moss is on the court. They're a better defensive team when David McCormick – is out there depending on the on the team that they're playing against. I would assume McCormick plays a little bit more tomorrow, going against yeah, yeah. Uh, Culver and Sheboy.
0: Mm-hmm. I almost I almost put him in as a as a potential uh, cast play. I thought I think he's going to be safe tomorrow.
1: Yeah, he gives them so much energy. He works so hard on the boards. And West Virginia is one of the few teams that it rolls out two bigs as well. Yeah. Um, so that, that should be a fun game.
0: Yeah, it how, should be. How
1: how good is that
2: West Virginia team this year, Bird? They obviously come off of that. Uh, you know, Ohio State win not too long ago.
1: Uh, they're good. They're they're scrappy. Um, they're not consistent at all. Um, so they're
0: a Bob Huggins team.
1: So they're exactly. They're, <laughs> they're a team you you don't ever want to face, right? They can they can. I, I assume they'll get beat tomorrow, but they'll be a ton at home. Uh, way down low with Culver is an awesome one two punch. Uh, McBride's been pretty good as a freshman. Um, but there's the inconsistency, the standard inconsistency, and they don't really have any true shooters either. But he's going to make you it know, ugly. He, they're going to play hard. They're, they're, they're not a fun team to play.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of teams and maybe this is another podcast for another day because I want to get into the slate here in a minute. But my general takeaway through the first three months of college basketball is there's a lot of teams that don't have shooters that just cannot yeah. score the basketball. And it's, it's something that I think is going to really loom heavy as we go through conference. It's going to really knock some people out of the big dance, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think there's been some conjecture, I think, out there about the three point line, which got moved back this year. Um, I don't know. but some of the early statistics I've seen on that, where it basically is only account for maybe a percentage drop overall, um, overall of college basketball. So I don't think it's been as significant, maybe as some pe- folks have pointed out, but, uh, I totally agree. I, I've, I've seen that too. There's just not a lot of teams with, with really great shooters.
0: Right. And maybe, maybe it's just that we were spoiled the last couple of years. Who knows?
1: Yeah, James and I talked last night. Illinois, could you imagine if you put a six-seven wing who could just shoot the lights out and play good defense mm-hmm. for Illinois? I mean, they, they need that so badly.
0: Someone yeah. like Mark Smith from Missouri. <laughs> Boy, no, no, God no. Cut the mic. <laughs> Cut the mic. Uh, all right, all right. That's uh, that's a good good place to jump into uh, into uh, tomorrow's slate. We got a we got a ten gamer we got a $15 tournament with $1K going to first. And just like we've done in the past, what we're going to do is we're going to break these games down into three categories. Um, We're going to do the Don't Go Overboard group, which is the games we probably don't want a lot of exposure to, that Treadwater group, which is kind of middle of the pack, and then finally the games we just want to dive into. So, Bird, as always, I'm going to flip to you. Why don't you uh, let our bucket heads know what's in that Don't Go Overboard group? What games are there?
1: Yeah, Don't Go Overboard, Uh, we have three games in that section. Uh the first one is Florida State at Louisville. Louisville is a seven point favorite with an over-under of one thirty-one. The second game in there is Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. Uh Texas Tech is a five and a half point favorite with an over-under of one thirty-two. And then the last game we have in there, which would have never been in there last year, is LSU at yeah. Tennessee. Uh Tennessee one and a half point favorite with an over-under of one thirty seven and a half. And Joe, you know, Lamonte Turner yeah. is out uh for Tennessee yeah. for the rest of the season. They do have uh, Santiago Vescovi, who Mm -hmm. is a four-star point guard, who is going to be eligible to play. Unfortunately, he is not on the slate. He's not on the rosters.
0: Nope.
1: Um, So no option there, but... What are your thoughts uh, of of
0: that game? You know, I I thought that could have gone into the Treadwater category, but I'm okay with it being where it's at. When you look at the defenses in this category, you know, because our cheat sheet here has all the Ken Palm defensive ratings, 19th, 4th, 15th, 34th. The only one that um, is kind of up there is LSU's defense at 95. So I think it's going to be an excellent game. Um, If it stays close, it has a chance to get to that 137. Tennessee's got a lot of figuring out to do because they got waxed last time out without Lamonte Turner. So um, LSU isn't a really good team to try to get right against, but at least it's at home. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Tennessee looked really, really bad that game without without Lamonte
0: Turner. James, Florida State, Louisville, that one on here is a 131 over under. That should be a just yeah. a slugfest, right?
2: Slugfest, yeah. That's a game that I really wouldn't even look at anybody in, to be honest. Um, even Jordan Wara, who's somebody that it's sort of matchup impervious, you feel like, at this point. It's been pretty consistent all year, but had just a, a completely miserable game uh, against K- Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh, now, granted, he's back home, uh, but Florida State's just uh, they're, they're a tough defensive defense. team. And so e- even with him, I think you could play him. But, uh, you know, with that big of a slate at that price point, Why? there's other options. Exactly. Yeah. Nice.
0: Bird, why don't you take us over to the Treadwater group and let us know what's that? What are those middle of the pack games? Games that we probably want a little more exposure to than the ones we just talked about.
1: Yeah, Treadwater, we're going to dip our toe in a, in a few of these games here. And we have four on four in this section. Uh, the first one is Indiana at Maryland. Uh, Maryland's an eight point favorite at home with an over under of 138. Uh, Auburn at Mississippi State. Uh, Auburn is a road favorite by one and a half points with an over under of 138 as well. Uh, We talked about earlier West Virginia at Kansas. Uh, Kansas is a nine-point favorite with an over-under of 140. And then Oregon at Utah. Oregon is a six-point favorite with an over-under of 145. And, and James, that Indiana-Maryland game, Indiana, you you kind of never know what team's going to show up. Uh, Big Ten teams traditionally don't do very well on the road. Uh, Any thoughts on that one?
2: I I think that's exactly right, Uh, especially this year. It's really uncanny. As of right now, I've, I'm not totally up to date on scores and everything, but uh, I think Michigan State winning at Northwestern has been the only road victory for a Big Ten team so far. This Going season, into is, today, yes. Which is crazy. So so it's been you know, normally difficult, difficult for any team. It's been crazy this year in the Big Ten. So I don't expect that to be different at Maryland. Um, and Maryland will, you know, they're a really good defensive team. Indiana, uh, been good at home at times, but, you know, I wouldn't. I think this game is probably—Vegas uh, has probably got this one right.
0: Hey, hey, Bird, I was a little surprised when I saw that over-under for the Oregon-Utah game. 145, and maybe it's me trapped in, like, last year's Pac-12. But doesn't that seem high to you, or am I just not not in touch?
1: It, it is, it's a little bit high, but I think it's just because Utah refuses to play defense. Yeah. Um, they could care less about defense. They have a freshman point guard that's going to have a hard time against Peyton Pritchard. And yeah, they, they just don't, they don't play defense, which is great for, for DFS purposes. Uh, that's always nice. The problem with Oregon is, is they're so balanced. They have so many weapons. They have the, the elite shooters on the outside. They got Pritchard and the Dante is coming back. You, you don't really know who to trust outside of Pritchard on that team. Um, so they're a little bit of a mess from a DFS perspective, but yeah, Utah doesn't play defense. Do
2: you know anything about a Coro, Francis Coro bird for Oregon? I saw that he got just a, a complete goose egg zero in 10 minutes this last game, but don't didn't know if there was any other rationale or reasoning behind that. Um If he had gotten hurt or, or maybe we just don't know, but, or if they're starting to he, kind of phase yeah,
1: him she, out. Uh, Shakur Houston came back. Um So okay. he was healthy again. So he played, you've got Chandler Lawson, you've got CJ Walker, Dante's Dante's back now. So they just got, they have awesome depth. Like this is a legit final four team. They're a very, very good team, but too much depth is a bad thing for our bucket heads. Sure. Yeah. Hey, hey Joe, what are your thoughts on that Auburn, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State? Um, is, it, is it Reggie Perry time or what are your thoughts there?
0: <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually considered putting Reggie Perry on my potential bust watch list, but I didn't. I didn't. I he's might be one of my favorite players in college basketball. I love playing one on this slate, but Auburn's a heck of a defensive team and uh, Bruce Pearl knows how to attack a team's strengths defensively. So um, with the amount of athleticism and size that Auburn does have between Wiley and Purifoy and Macklemore, I, I can't recommend Perry, um, but man, I'm going to love to watch him go up against these guys. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. And last year I, I took the liberty of, of checking that out actually <laughs> when we were studying uh, for CBGB, which we'll talk through later, but Harry scored uh only 10 points in both games that he played against Auburn last year, but also had I think 14 rebounds in one game and 11 rebounds in another so he found ways to to put up points but i I am curious how that's gonna work out He's such a, a high price point ten it's points even though he gets expensive. a double double yeah it's just it's a lot of money yeah. so
0: well, and with those bigs there's always going to be foul risks you know they're gonna attack him so it's it's just I don't know I'd stay away. Byrd, why don't we get into the dive-in section now? Um, why don't you take us through the last couple of games we have called out? These are the ones where we want to expose ourselves to. Yeah. I phrased it better this time. That These are the better. ones we want to have exposure in. But what what do we want to dive into? What games?
1: Uh, so there's three in this one, and they're, and they're all really, really good. Um, all games over a 150 over-under. Uh, the first one is Villanova at Marquette. Marquette is a two-point favorite with an over-under of 152. Um, Georgia at Memphis is the second game. Memphis is a nine-point favorite with an over-under of 153. And then the last one is Iowa at Penn State. Penn State, one-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 154-and-a-half. And, and, Joe, I was a little surprised that Marquette is a two-point favorite at home. I realize home teams always have a big advantage, but what, what were your thoughts on that line or that game in general?
0: Spot on. I think it's I think it's dead on. Uh, Marquette is – I think they're – they got a little chip on their shoulder right now. Um, not 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 a lot of national buzz around them. I think nationally, people think the Hauser brothers left, so this team's not very good. Marcus Howard's still there, and he's an elite player. Um, we'll talk about him a little bit more coming up. But uh, yeah, going on the road is one thing um Villanova they're going to be a great team at the end of the year they're getting better each week but they're still a beatable team now and going on the road to Marquette which is playing a little defense now under the radar it's just I think that line is accurate I think it's a good line
1: yeah Marquette's played well at home um they have they have no losses at home they did just give up a 92 burger um at Creighton but that Creighton offense is just insane a bunch of six five guys racking threes and it's just it's a mess not a good matchup for Marquette (laughs)
0: Yeah, but it's still a top-third defense, you know, if you're looking at uh, overall rankings. And definitely playing a lot better than the defense that we were used to a couple years ago, that's for sure. Looking at this l- list as well, uh, are we salivating to get as much of this Iowa-Penn State game? Or are we still stuck on the fact that it's a Big Ten matchup and, we, you know, it's yeah. holding us back?
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, right? You know, you look at that, and Penn State traditionally I mean, it hasn't been that good, uh, but they've been a, a pretty – you know, slow team typically um, in terms of tempo over the years. Uh, this is actually a pace up game for Iowa, which is insane. Like to say, uh, Fran McCaffrey hasn't couldn't have had that many pace up games uh, opponents that he's played against over the sure. years. So, so it'll be an interesting game. It's uh, obviously home home game for Penn State. Um, I think a little bit of a you know, Penn State's pretty good this year, and I think they're. They're going to want to protect their home court, obviously Big Ten, so it's difficult to get the win anyway. But um, I, I think it'll be an exciting game, and I, I'm certainly targeting it for my plays, but,
0: and but, I, I'm sure but, a lot of people will. James, James let's be honest. So Penn State's home court sucks. Their students are nowhere to be found. <laughs> their students are nowhere to be found. It's not a difficult place to play they are a good team i agree with you 100% there but there is very little advantage there they are getting by at home on their talent not on any type of environmental advantage I, just from what i've seen on tv and and observed
2: yeah that's fair i'm <laughs> not going to dispute that but yeah it's a difficult place to play you know it's not just about the the fans and the atmosphere of course you you know watch uh, breslin center fans are crazy right and they're all mm-hmm. right on top of the court and it's like wow who could win here okay you know Allen Fieldhouse of course right uh, which we've been to you know and so but you know there, there's also the other parts of it too where you know teams are familiar with their home court and uh, yeah, they are. you know they they practice there they you know they're there it's it's uh, they don't have to travel you know so you get some of those conveniences and are You're right. You're um, right you know I think I think that does I think that does have an advantage uh, for teams but uh, certainly uh, you're right about the <laughs> the fan support is still a work in progress.
1: Yeah, they've well, even I, talked I, about the like the different different teams use different basketballs, and you know they have a different um, right. tread pattern, and they have different yeah. uh, stickiness and things like that. So yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. And they have just beaten they beat Maryland on December 10th at home. They beat Alabama on December 14th at home. So those are those are pretty solid wins.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, anytime I can get a chance take a chance to take a cheap shot at a fan base. I, I want to do that. You know, something's going to have to be the heel on this podcast. And over the four or five that we've done, no one's really stepped it up. So I guess it's going to be my, my job. Um, but you know what it does. It honestly, guys, it reminds me of the, the time we were all in Vegas watching Kansas, Florida. And we met that one guy who was a Florida basketball fan. And he talked about how it was such an outlier to be a Florida basketball fan because it is a football school. And I assume there's a lot of that going on at Penn state as well, where it just, that basketball program is always going to be an afterthought.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. when Florida won back to back championships, right? right? Yeah, but
0: Kansas beat them when we were there. Yes, they did. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of uh, goes through our don't go overboard group, our treadwater group, and our. Games that you want to dive in. Hope that was good information for the bucket heads. Now we're going to go on to our favorite um, section. This is where we're going to give you our CVGB, our cash plays, our value plays, our GPP plays, and our bus plays or projections for um, the Saturday slate. Now this is something where we're hitting at about sixty-four percent. So if we say this guy's going to go four x, more than likely, you know, we're we're going to hit on that. Last week we were ten out of twelve because um, all three of us each give four selections, and we gave you guys three people who went seven x or greater. So now that was our best week. I have to say that full disclosure. But if we have that type of success again, um, everybody's in for a good Saturday if they listen up. You guys ready?
1: We're ready. Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, let's start out with our cash plays as what we always do. Again, these are people that we think are going to get 4X. They're safe plays. They got that high floor. And I'm going to start with you, Bird.
1: Yeah, my first cash game play is Jermaine Samuels from Villanova. He is 5,700 on the slate. Uh, he's had nine times this season where he scored over his value. That 22.8 would be a 4X value. And there's nine times this year that he has scored more than that. Um, it is a pace-up game. This is one of those games that we have in the dive in section uh, with an over under of 152, and Jermaine Samuels also has his price has dropped $2,000 uh, since Thanksgiving, which is kind of hard to believe since he's coming off a really nice stretch of basketball. So great value, uh, great game environment, and I feel like he's a very very safe
0: play. No, I I I you gotta like that. You gotta like the uh, the game tempo there. Um, Villanova for me. Uh, one of my favorite teams, uh, I, I love the way they play, and there's a lot of people who can beat you. But in a game like this, I, I do like that call um, because I think it's going to be very high scoring. And since I'm in that same game, James, I'm just going to go ahead and go next. And I'm confident in Marcus Howard at his 8.6K $8,600 price tag. Um, at that price, he needs 34.4 to hit that 4X value. He could do that in just points alone. At home last year when Nova came to Milwaukee, he had 38. Um, He had 25 at Villanova. He's shooting 47% from deep. He's taken 39% of Marquette's shots. And really another unknown thing about Howard is he's had four assists in the last six games, which is something where he hasn't been a big assist guy um, in his career. I think that He's a pretty safe bet if you're going to spend a lot of money and you want to do it in a safe way with a little bit of upside. Marcus Howard, for me, is is a safe 4X. And then closing out that game, James, do you want to flip to uh, your cash play?
2: Sure. For my cash play, I went with uh, Precious Achua uh, from Memphis. He's had at least, uh, even at the 8200 price point, he's hit uh, 4X on that. Uh, eight out of the last 10 games the lowest scoring game he had was almost 30 uh, which was at Tennessee which was an extremely low scoring game overall uh, but he still had 13 rebounds in that game so this is a guy that's really kind of taking over the Wiseman spot right yeah and uh, he's he's done a great job and they're they're playing a, a pace up game against Georgia uh, home court uh, Georgia's not a great rebounding team um, so he should have plenty of rebounding upside there um and they're not a great defensive team either so i I think he's got plenty of room to work obviously home game so i that for me i think that's uh, i feel pretty pretty confident rolling him out and feeling like he can get to 4x.
1: yeah he's just got a really nice a really nice floor with with a ceiling too i mean just because he's a safe play doesn't mean he can't break the slate either um and so yeah that's a great play
0: um i like that as well so after we go to our cash plays, we like to go to our V, which is which is our value plays. Now, this is my humble brag. This is the area where I'm perfect. I'm seven for seven in value plays. These are people that we found that are in that mid four thousand dollar price range or less um, that have gone that we think are going to go four times value. Those price savers that you need to get into your lineup so you can afford a, a Chua or a Howard, um, you know, and and make make those complete lineups. And I'm going to go ahead and start. Because I, I went to uh, Tennessee and we talked about them a little bit earlier with Lamont Turner going down. The guy who took his starting spot, not by a position, but in the starting lineup was Devontae Gaines. Um, he's 3,900 3, tomorrow. And this is a guy who's a 6'7 freshman who's very active defensively. Um, in the start he got last game, he played 26 minutes and had a couple steals, had a block. He's uh he's a very active. He got up a couple he got up enough shots, they weren't dropping. I think at that price point of 3.9, you know, you're talking about 16 dk to make value if he gets a couple to go down and with his effort that he puts out on the glass and uh, defensively, I think that's a pretty safe bet for a value play today at 3900 Devontae Gaines from Tennessee. Any guys any thoughts on that? He's got the best
1: defensive posture, like in his defensive stance uh, of anybody I've ever seen. I think that's what our coaches kept yelling at us to do back in <laughs> high school is get in the good stance like that. that I never could have because I didn't really play defense. I just wanted to shoot. Um, <laughs> but he, 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 he's super active on defense. He's super long. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what Tennessee looks like. Um, I'm assuming this uh, Vescovi kid from Uruguay, uh, plays too. So it'll be interesting to see how the minutes play out. Um, but he, yeah, super active, long kid, uh, in, in, in the future, he has a very high ceiling,
0: you know, even if we do get a couple people in the mix and it's going to take Rick Barnes a little bit of time to, to, uh, to work out his rotations. But when you're talking about a LSU team that doesn't have a point guard, that's been a little sloppy with the basketball. I, I really like Gaines's upside in this one. I'm going to put a, put a stamp on that one and let's, let's move over to James. What do you got for your value play?
2: I went with, uh, Isaiah Brockington, uh, for Penn state. And he's at forty five hundred. So right at our, our kind of our ceiling there for a value play. But he's hit four X in five of his last six games. Four of those games, he's hit five X. Um, so he's he's not only a good value play; It's actually a, just a really good play in general. Um, obviously, we talked about the Iowa matchup and, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of possessions in that game. A lot of opportunity. He'll plays about twenty three, twenty four minutes lately. Uh, gets up between seven and 12 shots a game and can do some rebounding, uh can do some other things. So uh I think that's a guy that's, uh you know, they're starting to rely on more and more, you know, for 4,500. I think that's a, that's a steal. And it's actually, he's actually priced down $300 uh, right now for some reason. So uh, I think that'd be a great snag.
0: Yeah. I played him against Ohio state when he had the 19. It was, it was very nice. I was very happy with that. Um So he's got a soft spot in my soft spot in my heart for sure. Let's keep it going with the value plays, and this is kind of a purple unicorn bird. You got us a three thousand dollar guy, don't you?
1: I do. I've got a Shoal Mariel from Maryland, and he is priced at the minimum three thousand um, dollars. So, so Shoal is uh, seven feet two inches tall. He has a seven eight wingspan. Uh, at one point, he was the number one overall recruit in in basketball, but he's had stress fractures in his tibia, so he hasn't played. Like he's only played thirty games of organized basketball in like the last three years, which is kind of crazy. But he did come back, uh, for the first time last game. He played 14 minutes. He had six points, five rebounds and a block. Um, after the game, Churjan said that if he was in game shape, he would have played him 40 minutes and, and he's not going to get 40 minutes. He, he is a risky play. What we'll say that. It's a, it's a conference game. Uh, they're just going to work him back slowly. Um, but gosh, at seven, seven feet two. You got some blocking upside there. You've got some dunking upside and they also lost the twins, the the Mitchell twins. And so they have a, they have a spot in in the rotation now, especially down low um, that that he should be able to fill in. So if if he plays 15 to 20 minutes, he's a lock for, for at least four X in my opinion. I don't know, James, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's when, (laughs) before you jumped on, I was speaking with Joe earlier and, uh, I went to the Maryland game specifically because I knew the Mitchell twins had transferred out. I, d- I don't know how many minutes combined that they were actually getting average on a game, but I thought, you know, who's going to be picking those minutes up? And uh, I went to that guy then checked my text messages and saw that you were already there. So <laughs> um, so I, I think, you know, he he already had obviously one pretty nice game, and I think he's, he's set up uh, for success. They're, they're going to need him.
1: Yeah the, yeah, the rumor on the street is he's the – He's the reason why those twins are gone now. It's cause they, they want to get him some minutes. Wow. And get him some playing time. So that that could just be a rumor, who knows? But that that's one thing that I heard. Hey.
0: I like rumors. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're good. All rumors are facts here. So <laughs> I am handsome. That's the rumor. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to our G P P plays. Now, G P P is an area where um, we're trying to go above and beyond for the bucket heads. We're trying to find the person who's going to go not just 4X, but someone who's got a little more upside because of the game, someone who we think can get up to 5X, maybe 6X, um, someone who can really go off and exceed expectations for you. Um, and, Bird, let's just go back to you. Who do you who do you got as a GPP boy today?
1: I've got Joe Camp from Iowa. Um, he's at $6,400, and he's a 40% three-point shooter. Um, He's had double-digit shot attempts in four straight games. He's scored at least 27 DK points in four straight games, and he also has a 40 and a 39 DK point effort um, in his last six. So he's been pretty consistent, but he has shown some upside. Uh, like we talked about, that's the highest over-under on the slate, a game we want to get some exposure to. Uh, it should have a ton of possessions, ton of opportunities for him to get up some shots, and he's a decent rebounder too. Um, so, so I think he has a chance to, to get 5X, uh, or, or better if he can get hot from three.
2: Penn State is, uh, they give up 34% from three also. So definitely a matchup advantage there from a shooting perspective. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Ohio State had 14 threes against them when they scored 100 and whatever it was against Penn State earlier this year. So it seems like there's good opportunity. And again, we want to, we want to dive into those, uh, or expose ourselves. To those uh, those <laughs> high over under games.
0: I, I I like it. I like I like the exposure. <laughs> um, I'm actually in one of those games too with my guy. I got Lester Kionis from Memphis. Uh, we talked about the Memphis UGA game. And before I get into Kionis, either one of you guys, Bird James, what would you put the over under in turnovers for this Memphis UGA game?
1: Four hundred. <laughs>
0: It, it's going to be high. A lot, a lot. Two very, very young teams going at it, playing at a feverish pace. Um, but Kionis um, is the guy I like the best. He's fifty-one hundred. This is a guy who was leading the team in minutes before he went down with a wrist injury, or excuse me, broken hand. Uh, he missed five games with his broken hand, came back two games ago, played 18 minutes, played 28 minutes last game. So it looks like he's back to his normal role, albeit um, coming off the bench. The minutes are there. It's someone that it seems like Penny Trust. Um, and what's ironic about digging through his numbers is since he's come back with the broken wrist on his shooting hand, he's seven of 11 from deep where he was struggling from the three um, beforehand. So the pace of the game, the fact that he's rounded back into form, he's shooting shooting well, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any lag in his minutes uh, is the reason why I think Kionis can not only get 4x, which is going to be 22, but could get you 25, 26, maybe even 30 tomorrow if he gets hot, especially in a, a really junky, fast-paced game against Georgia.
1: I think that's a really good game to get exposure to. He, he was playing a ton of minutes before he got hurt. He seems clearly healthy now. And yeah, between Achua Achua and uh, Quinones, great options there.
0: For sure. And and James, let's close out the GPP section. Who do you think is going to have a big one on Saturday?
2: Uh, I'm actually going to go back to that Penn State-Iowa game. Mike Watkins is who I'm looking at. Uh, He is priced at $7,700. Feels like a lot (laughs) for him to try to get there. It's about 38 DraftKings points. Fact is, though, he's hit that five out of the last 10 games. Um, Now he's had a couple couple bad games in there too so this is a true gpp risk right but he's got a game uh, against mississippi where he put up 59 DraftKings points Mm -hmm. he had 12 rebounds in that game eight blocks in that game that mississippi team defensively has a very similar signature i would say to iowa and so some of the same things that um some of the same issues i would say that iowa has on defense uh, mississippi has as well and so i i think that's a really good matchup for him I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't hit five X, to be honest. I think that's, it's, it's going to be that type of game and, and barring foul trouble, of course, or anything like that.
0: That's what I was going to bring up. The only thing I'd worry about is Garza going to work on him down low. I don't think Garza can stay with his quickness on the other end of the floor, but it, if he gets set, uh, Luca could 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 get him into some foul trouble. But Watkins, like you said, Watkins is a guy who can go out and get sixty. So I mean, this is a guy who could easily eight x even though he's got a high price tag. But so I I, I like the pick and it's it's definitely a GPP play.
1: He, he's avoided foul trouble this year too. He's only averaging three point three fouls committed per forty minutes. Um, Garza obviously is a really really tough matchup. Um, but but he has done a good job. He's been pretty kind. And, he, and he's a you know he's a senior. He he's smart enough in theory to um to avoid foul trouble and, and and he does have a high ceiling
2: yeah and i the other thing i was going to mention there was iowa they are ranked 266 on offense getting their shots blocked so uh, that's a team that hasn't had a lot of success um getting to the hoop and that it's probably a lot of guard play not so much guards that maybe in that case but you know so i think there's a lot of opportunity there on paper i think this is probably as good of a matchup for him in particular that um you know that he'll see all year probably
1: james will shave his head if he doesn't get 5x i think that's that's what you're saying
2: that's what i'm saying (laughs) i don't know how much more clear i could make it (laughs) shaving everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's 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 let's move on all right uh final category we have is here is our bust plays these are the guys that we don't think are going to get to 4x these are guys we think are going to fall short of expectations. And, and Bird, you're a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven here, so I'm going to give you the honors to start us off. Um, who Are you going to make it 8-for-8, eight eight and who's it going to be with?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to make it 8-for-8. Eight 7-for-7 eight. Um, seven seven feels really good. Isn't 7-for-7 um, isn't
0: seven seven what you were on the old Chicago Stadium floor at a halftime of a Bulls game?
1: I was 4-of-4. Four four. Yeah, thank you, Joe, for bringing that up. 4-of-4, four <laughs> four, better shooting percentage than Michael Jordan in the old Chicago Stadium. So, uh, Hall of Famer. <laughs> i've All right. got uh i've got isaac likely from oklahoma state as my bust play this week and likely is a good player and you know, it's nothing certainly nothing against him but uh, they're going to be on the road at texas tech uh that game has an over-under of 132 um, obviously an elite defense from texas tech uh, texas tech also plays very very slow and then likely has had an illness um he's missed a lot of time he actually has only played one game since november 29th uh so there could be some rust there as well so you Rust, great defense on the road. Uh, he's priced at eighty-one hundred dollars, and I think it just makes sense. He's a he's a fade in in my opinion against a, an elite squad.
0: He got mononucleosis or something. Is that what he had? No, I don't know. It just it sounds like a a Sam Darnold thing.
1: Yeah, he's kissing <laughs> too many people.
0: <laughs> James, who do you got for your bust? This one might raise some eyebrows.
2: This one probably will raise some eyebrows. I went with Anthony Edwards. Uh, the reason for that. Uh, he is priced at 8,200, so he's at the tippy top. He's obviously a spectacular talent um, as a freshman, and we've talked a lot about him this season already. But uh, he's had uh, some crazy games, of course, right? 62 points. Um, it was against Sparty. Uh, he's had a 43 in there, but he's also had some some pretty bad games too. Only had 10 against uh, Dayton. The last four games, uh, he hasn't hasn't hit value. Uh, I think one game he just just got there. Uh, so it's somebody that, that can be all over the place. Now they're playing a Memphis team that is paced up. So there will be opportunity for him. Of course, people will be watching. <laughs> so but Memphis,
0: Memphis is no slouch defensively though.
2: They're, they're a really good defensive team. And that's, you know, really what I'm looking at there. That's, it's, it's a pretty difficult matchup for him. And they're obviously going to key on him again. It's kind of the same thing with the, the Watkins and the GPP it's a chance, right? You're taking a chance with that. But, um, you know, that's a guy that I'm, I think on a big slate with other options at that high tier, uh, I would probably for my money, uh, would go for somebody a little bit safer.
0: That makes sense.
1: Memphis has effective field goal percentage on defense. Number one in the nation, uh, two point field goal percentage, uh, number two in the nation. So yeah, the elite defense for sure. And Edwards likes to shoot those 18 foot jump shots, which is just mind blowing. Um, <laughs> not, not so. the best shot. Yeah, Ant-Man, uh, bad Marvel character and bad matchup. Hey, right. Hey, hey,
0: let's, let's leave the Marvel universe out of this.
1: Not, <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Uh, well, staying Marvel-themed, I went with Agent Carter. No, um, Tyson Carter from Mississippi State as uh, my bust play. I had Tyson Carter as a bust earlier in the year, and he went off. He, he did it with ancillary stats. This is a guy who uh, burned me last time, but really hasn't had over 30 DraftKings points since Thanksgiving. He's going to need 30.4 to hit value. Um, He's been under 20 DraftKings points in his last three, and Auburn is a top 30 defense. So if you think about... Uh, earlier we talked about Reggie Perry and we were kind of excited of his prospects in this game with with caution. Um, I think the same as uh, applies to Tyson Carter for Mississippi State. He just is not a natural scorer. I have a hard time seeing how he gets to thirty point four. You're such a
1: Tyson Carter
0: hater. I, I and I loved him last year, which is crazy, but this year just you know there's a couple of guys like him. Um, Nate Pierre Saint Louis. Uh, Nate Nate Pierre Louise comes to mind um and who's the other guy tip of my tongue but just had monster games to start the year and haven't done much since at all and they're still priced up like those first three four games of the year and it's he's one of those guys for sure
1: yeah you liked carter last year because it was 5200 not 7400 or whatever he is right
0: right absolutely and i think i think around 5.8 or six that's about a good number for him this year the way he's playing but this 7400 is still reflective of early season successes
1: yeah, the pricing is a little bit harder right now with all the with the game logs and things like that. You know, they got enough data uh, right now that there's not too yep. many mispriced. But there is that's one of the ones where you can take advantage of folks that, that started out the season really hot and kind of have come back, came back to life a little bit uh, the, the middle of the season here.
0: For sure. All right, guys. Well, um, that caps off our CVGB selections. Just to recap the standings, I am leading the way with 18. Um, Bird and James each have 17, so they actually made up some ground on me last week. Um, We went 8-12 last week with the three guys that we mentioned that went 7-X. As a whole, we've hit 62% of these uh, these selections. Um, so hopefully uh, there's a name or two in there that you can fit into your lineup or maybe a guy you can use to be a pillar or a building block in your lineup as you start doing your creations on Saturday morning. Anything I'm missing, guys? No,
1: a really fun slate. Uh, should be a lot of fun, a lot of good basketball. And Joe, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of, a lot of fun basketball ahead for us this year. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride.
0: It sure is. And as we've done the last couple, the person who is last is the one who has to take us home to close out the pod. Um, since you guys have been tied for last for a while, um, James did one bird did one. So I'm going back to you, James, James, you got to take us home. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, um, wait, real quick, oh, James, before you do, yep. um, wanted to do a couple of, uh, statistical updates. We are a heartbeat away from a thousand followers. So if you have a friend recommend us, we'd love to hit that milestone this week and On uh, the website, we actually had our 50th post uh, of the year so far since creating cbb-dfs.com. So a couple of statistical numbers I wanted to get in there. Now let's throw it to James to take us home. All right.
2: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you follow us at cbb-dfs and come to our website, the beautiful cbb-dfs.com. And make sure you check in on Thursday nights to get a hold of some Pac-12 heat. Uh, We (laughs) usually have pretty good features for that. And it's a wonderful time, a great way to to get an early start on your weekend. Thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful weekend,
0: Bucketheads. Happy New Year, guys.
1: Happy New Year.